Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I'm a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call this show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. There are also special interests that are less than enthusiastic about you knowing about the studies. Every week we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illness. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine and has been adopted by thousands of doctors, as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled, Without Energy, What Can We Do? Hi, Dr. Benz. Hi, Aubrey. As, as you were setting us up, I thought to myself, uh, I think I have the lead headline for this because I've been working on a new definition of malpractice. Mm. And I know that all the doctors in the audience will be thrilled with this. But when you look up the definition, it actually you know, talks a lot about um, things that you've done that were medically wrong. You know, the wrong treatment, the wrong dose, the wrong something. So there's an error. It's usually about errors. But you'll, you'll notice in the literature, when they talk about errors insurance, they talk about errors and omissions. And I think that 90% of the future malpractice suits will be about things that were omitted that could have been part of the treatment protocol but simply were not in the wheelhouse of the doctors. And isn't one of those energy optimization? Because they go for the drugs or they go for what they think is the treatment for the disease. But if you don't give the energy to the cells, the healing process will just not happen. And I had this recently with my grandson who came out with, came down with some flu. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't COVID, but he was fatigued all the time, just like the long haul COVID patients are. And it's because the treatments that the doctors have been giving them did not factor in energy. And so I think we need to really give a good, uh, uh, as much information as we can in the time that we have to help people that are, are suffering from chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, every, every, every illness uh, is really predicated on the fact that if you don't have enough energy in your body, you will not be able to treat that illness and you will not be able to get your immune system up to the optimum level. And I just, I don't know, I, I throw this out there because we don't talk ahead of time. And so I, I don't know whether you're gonna agree with me or whether you're gonna say, oh, that's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> So what do you think about that? No, I completely agree. I mean, I think the beginning um, of all illness starts within what's happening within our mitochondria. And, you know, I look at this a lot of times within the nutrition courses that I teach around glutathione production and how it relates to consumption of selenium or Brazil nuts and people that are struggling with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome we're just feeling like really lethargic and not having the capability of maintaining day-to-day -day demands upon their body. And a lot of times it's not only indicative of not having enough glutathione or being able to make enough glutathione, 
but it's also indicative of where their where their mitochondria is at, and that's one of those pieces that is consistently looked over within the allopathic medical model. Um, I mean, this is a question for you. I don't know of. I know that in integrative and functional medicine, we can test for mitochondrial um, health and well-being, but I don't know that in most allopathic settings that there's testing going on for mitochondrial function. No, there, there, there definitely is not. You can, you can address the things that kind of show up in the blood as contributors to the making of energy, uh, like you can measure your magnesium with RBC magnesium. You can energy. You can measure your coenzyme Q10, which is a cofactor in the energy production process. But as far as energy itself, I mean, I, I think you have to end up with more of a measure of the end result of not having enough energy, and that's DNA damage. If your body's don't have a strong immune system, then it'll show up in a urine test called the 8-OHGD test. So I think energy is one of those things you feel. I mean, I think it's more of a symptom than anything else. And that's why a lot of doctors say, well, you know, I can't see anything in your blood test that says there's anything wrong with you. So it'll all be in your head, all this fatigue that you're experiencing. And it's, it's just not in your head. But when people realize that the liver is the place where the majority of detoxification happens in the body, then the liver's working overtime to try to deal with whatever issue, whether it's diabetes or heart disease or cancer or COVID, the liver's working overtime to, to process those toxins and get them out of the body. Now, you want to talk about glutathione, you have to have two or three different ingredients in the body like N-acetylcysteine and our alpha lipoic acid, and the liver then makes those things into glutathione. So if it's already working very hard on this detoxification, is it going to have enough energy to make the glutathione that your body needs? This, this is where the challenge comes in, because if you have a shortage of those things in your body, your, your liver can't make those things, and supplementation a lot of times isn't good enough for those things because your, your, your body just can't utilize them. Your liver can make them and utilize them, but your body can't just take that supplement sometimes and just say, we want to use that. And it's the same thing with B12. B12 is, is one of those energy uh, regulators in your body. But try to get B12 from a supplement. It's virtually impossible because once it gets into the digestive system, it just doesn't work. So I stopped using it that way, and I put it on my hand and, and put it rub rub my uh, rub my inside of my arms where the thin skin is, and get it through the uh, the, the vessels that way. And I've got my vitamin B twelve levels up to like eight and nine hundred, uh, which is the highest that they can go really. So I think we have to tell people what some of the strategies are, because they know whether they feel that they have enough energy or not. And so let's start with that. Let's start with your great, usually your nutrition and your, and your herbal medicines to try to find out how do we get energy into these cells that can optimize the opportunity to use them to do the jobs that the cells have to do. Yeah, I think the first place to begin is to really look at the role of detoxification. Um, you know, in herbalism and, and ancestral wisdom, they talk about 
in the spring months how you want to clear your system of the grudge of the winters. A lot of times we'll use like chickweed and dandelion root um, and nettles to cleanse the system and that happens digestively and also upon our liver and our kidney function. But there's a bigger piece there for me is that we've talked about uh, chemical residue and toxicity within the body. And I think that plays a humongous role within how our mitochondria are able to function and what kind of energy we're able to experience. And if we're inundated every single day with a lot of chemical residues because we're eating commercially grown food, we are drinking water that has pharmaceutical residues in it and agrochemicals in it, um, and we're in environmental situations where we're exposed to pollution, that can make our cells a little bit slower at their responses. So focusing on detoxification by increasing how much fiber, so the plant-based foods that we're eating and how regular we're eating them, increasing how many beans and how many legumes we're eating um, is a really great place to start with helping to detoxify your body by increasing the fiber concentration. I also look pretty heavily towards sea algaes um, and even seaweeds, spirulina and chlorella and um, the seaweeds that we can add into our diets because they help with delivering a lot of the micronutrients that we need, but we also see evidence of the phytochemicals impacting cellular functioning related to the energy production and also helping detoxification. And then I also go towards berries and nuts. There's a, a lot of different supplements and herbs that we can use in conjunction to supporting energy production, but I think detoxification is the best place for me to start the conversation. All right, you're 100% right. I mean, in my smoking book, I, I the first chapter is detoxify before anything else because your cells can't work if they're under this toxic load. And so smokers, especially the ones like you say that they don't eat properly and have too many toxins coming in through the food they eat that has pesticides in it. And you you mentioned a really good one there, the pharmaceutical residue. It's, it's coming through into the water system now. I mean, we're not, even, we're not even attacking that and measuring that the way that we should. So get those darn toxins out of there so that when you start to do the remedies for whatever it is you're dealing with, then you have not, not, all, not always a clean slate, but if you can reduce that toxic load by a significant amount, and, and you mentioned some good ones, I, I think the really good one that I like that is pharmaceutical-based is the, well, nutraceutical based is clear change by Metagenics. And clear change uh, is about, mm -hmm. they have a 10 day program and they have a 10 week program, depends on how you know, toxic you think you are and how toxic your blood tests say you are. And so if you can do that and then start the treatment program as part of that, I mean, I've just been doing that with a, with a couple of cancer patients. And I just say, while you're waiting for the, the testing to get done and the treatments to start, Get that person detoxifying, eating a pure diet of organic foods so that you don't add any more toxins to the load. And so if you can get those two things done, stopping the input and getting rid of it as well as you can with natural approaches, then you're going to be way ahead of the game when you start to treat that cancer. And, and one of the greatest studies I've ever seen on, on this is when people that were on dialysis 
uh, were actually uh, treated with 180 milligrams of coenzyme Q10, and 50% of them were able to get off of their dialysis within three months. And the doctors, when, when I tell this at conferences, they go, that's not possible. How did that happen? I said, look, there's six stages of cellular deterioration. When people are on dialysis, it doesn't mean that all their cells are at the end stage of disease or mutation. What it means is all their cells are challenged, especially the ones in the kidneys, but they may be challenged at lower levels. That still means that they need that dialysis. But if you can get those first three levels of, of cellular deterioration when they're stressed and weakened and challenged, if you can get them to return, then you'll get 60 or 70% of your cells working in the kidney, and then all of a sudden, kidneys start functioning, and you don't need... This is like a one-off study. We don't usually find nutraceuticals that have that effect. All it did was get the energy going in those kidney cells. So I think that's like one of the most amazing uh, examples of how the body can really use energy to heal. And I have dozens of those, but I thought I'd just throw that one out there because people go, well, that's not really possible. Yes, it's possible. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> so good. Um, I love that you included that for our conversation. I think we have to look also at certain vitamins and minerals. I mean, I think I can't have this conversation around nutrition without understanding that our food system has really depleted the soil of a lot of nutrients and you can look at climate change and you can look at how commercial farming is happening but the reality is within farming a lot of monocultures we've depleted the soil of nutrients that we need for energy production specifically the the nutrients that i'm looking at would be magnesium and calcium and phosphate and phosphorus and those are soil bound nutrients typically we can absolutely supplement with them but we can also change our diets so that we're in increasing how much regenerative based farming foods we're consuming in order to have enough of those minerals in our system. You know, I think looking also at like alpha lipoic acid and looking at unsaturated fats is really important. Um, and then within antioxidants and phytochemicals, we see that coenzyme Q10 and NDAH and glutathione are really the most important place. To begin within herbalism, I would suggest people to look at curcumin or turmeric, pairing it with black pepper to increase efficacy, cassandra berry, which acts as an adaptogen into the body. And I think that's a really beautiful place to look at in herbalism is that we see these adaptogens, which help our bodies adapt to stress, which directly it influences inflammation, but then also energy production within the system. So the more ways that we're giving our bodies some support systems on how to adapt to stress markers and inflammatory markers, um, the better off they are at energy production. So oat straw, uh, maca root, sisandra berries are just a couple of herbs that are really great as adaptogens and also can help with bolstering energy production. Any of the mushroom complexes you can come across are also fantastic. Wow, that's wonderful. I mean, I got another case study for you because you know I've been treating a lot of uh, people with, with long hauler COVID. And I had one come to me about three or four weeks ago. And this was a really challenging case because he, his grandfather was a doctor, his uncle was a doctor. He, he had doctors in his family for generations. 
And he, he went to them and he went to other doctors and for five months they tried to treat him with his symptoms and they couldn't get anywhere. And then he read one of the articles that I wrote on long COVID. And I, uh, he emailed me and said, does this really work? <laughs> I said, yes, it does. So anyway, the, the, the short story of that is that he stayed the course. In other words, he was very diligent. He was, he was five months just tired of, of being in this long hauler COVID situation. And so about two days ago, I got this email from him and he said, this is, this, this, this is the kind of emails you just live for. I'm on the program three weeks. I woke up feeling amazing today. No fatigue or depression. Cytokines all down. Cytokine levels all, all at lower levels. Uh, like, I'm, like I'm coming back to life. <laughs> he said, and an unmistakable healing cascade seems to have taken place on your program. I will proceed gently and avoid over-exerting uh, and crashing. I think the astaxanthin and resveratrol you suggested for vascular inflammation really help a lot. Uh, if I had to pinpoint it, the life extension optimized resveratrol with quercetin seems to hit the spot. So, I mean, five months, the medical profession threw everything at them that, he, that they could. Statin drugs and ev every imaginable thing. They, nothing, nothing happened. In three weeks, he's resolved. And, and part of this was I had in there three things. Magnesium, which you just mentioned, berberine, mm -hmm. and CoQ10. And so here's a quick tutorial for people to understand. Magnesium is the transport agent that takes the glucose and the oxygen in your blood and delivers it to the cells. But it only delivers it to the inside of the membrane. It doesn't deliver it to the mitochondria. But the berberine, which is a plant, takes that energy from the underneath of the membrane and delivers it directly to the mitochondria. So it's an energy enhancer in the delivery process. And then the co coenzyme Q10 is an enhancer of that whole energy production process. Those three things were in the protocol. I absolutely know 100% if those hadn't been in the protocol, he would still have long hauler COVID and he still wouldn't get better. And so I think energy was really critical in this particular uh, example. I, have you any case studies like that or things in your course that you teach people about energy that you haven't mentioned already? No, I think we've covered everything that I teach in the course. Um, you know, we look a lot, we look at energy production a lot of times in terms of disease prevention in especially it relates to mental health because my background, I think, focuses a lot in the gut-brain access and how... Um, how that influences overall physiological function along with neurological function. And so I think when you opened up, there was this conversation around like, oh, I don't have enough energy and how it's typically thrown out of uh, medical models is like, oh, well, then it's got to be something in your head. And that's typically where we start to hear depression and anxiety diagnosis is coming in. And this concept around I'm not producing enough energy for the varying factors that we've already covered I think is another place where we can return efficacy back to the individual, right? Where they can take some form of empowerment of, well, maybe it's not necessarily about 
not having enough energy. Maybe it's about not having enough nutrients, or maybe it's about being too toxic in my lifestyle or my diet or in the water that I'm consuming. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and that's why I recommend molecular hydrogen uh, in, in the protocol so that they can get that molecule, which is also an oxygenator. But the thing that, that gets me is that we have all this information coming out now, headlines almost every week. People who are overweight and obese can't get well. They suffer more diabetes and they, they have more heart attacks and they have more strokes. And, and, and yet not one study has ever discussed either the fact that people who are overweight are automatically inflamed. Just look at the C-reactive protein in their body and it's exactly correlated to how overweight they are. And this is interesting because if there's fat in people's cells, the energy that's transported from the magnesium into the inside of the cell cannot get to the mitochondria because fat's in the way. And that's one of the biggest problems. And so you say detoxify. I say, second thing, lose some weight. Because if you lose weight and you eat the right things and you take the right supplements, your energy is going to go through the roof because now you won't be so inflamed and now you're going to be able to get that energy into the mitochondria where it needs to be. So you never get this discussion in any of these medical journals or medical conferences. It just is an, un, an untold thing. So it's one of the things that makes me crazy and that's why I add another test called the omega-3-6 ratio because if, if, if you're not in balance in your threes and sixes of omegas, you're going to have problems. And what happens when you, when you process food? You take out the omega threes, you leave in the sixes. And so instead of having a really good one to one ratio of threes to sixes, most people are 10 to one omega sixes over omega threes. Some of them are 20 to one omega sixes over omega threes. This is impossible. And so if you have these tests, the omega-3-6, the C-reactive protein, the RBC magnesium, the CoQ10 uh, levels in your body, if you have these tests, it will be very easy for you to see, this is my problem. I'm not getting enough of the right magnesium in my body from my diet. I'm, not, I'm, taking, too many, I'm taking in too many processed foods, which means my omega-6 levels are over the top. And I have too much fat in my cells, which means my cells can't make energy. And so the, these are challenges that aren't, aren't really discussed adequately in the medical literature. And I'm just hoping that we're able to get more people to kind of wake up to this problem because unless they do these things, they're not really going to solve the problems that they have. And uh, I think we've given them some good things to think about. Uh, what do you have in, in, in closing comments? I mean, we've, we talked about uh, detoxification and you mentioned the sea greens. I mean, w what are some of the things that are taken away in sea greens? That's one of the things I think I want to ask you about because people need to know, how do those sea greens actually detoxify? Oh, they're known to bind to heavy metals and petrochemicals. And so that way they're not in frequent circulation or lodging through the blood brain barrier, but they're also extremely alkaline. And so you see like this flushing, if you will, and overriding of acidity within the body, which is also correlated with inflammatory markers. I think the closing thoughts for me is like, I, 
I can't overstate emphasis on getting a frequent um, sea algae into the diet for numerous reasons, whether we're talking about alkalinity, we're talking about energy production, we're talking about detoxification, or we're talking about delivering high quality micronutrients into the diet. I think all of those factors are why sea algae stand apart for me. But then also to focus on the role of adaptogens. And we've talked about this within lifestyle medicine before where reducing how much stress we're under or how high our blood pressure is or how many inflammatory markers we're releasing. Those are all really cognizant of what kind of inflammations and in circulation in our body, which does erode our ability to make to produce energy. So focusing on herbs that act as adaptogens or adding more medicinal mushrooms into our diet, along with that deep breathing and along with those lifestyle medicine um, applications of regulating our autonomic nervous system are really important for energy production. So adaptogens, just, just so people really understand, are, 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 are those molecules and herbs and, and, and other uh, foods and plants that actually can help your hormones to become balanced and, 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 and to make sure that you have homeostasis in your body, which means if, if you don't stay in balance, you're not going to be able to, to treat anything. And so when you're sleeping, and, and I would add sleep to, to another part of this process, because if you're, if you're not sleeping well, you can't detoxify. You can't balance because that's where it happens. So now we've got detoxify first. We've got these, uh, these adaptogens. And, and uh, we've got to make this, this balance help. And, and now I think exercise. I mean, if we don't exercise and get those lymph nodes to move the toxins out, let them process them through the spleen and the liver and get them back out of the body, uh, then they're going to be hanging around too much too. And I liked what you said about stress because stress is a factor in 80% of all illnesses. And so if you're hanging on to stress, that means you're going to be inflamed because cortisol is an inflammatory. And so there's lots of things that can go into it. You know, we can't touch on everything in 30 minutes, but I think we covered a lot. And now I get more and more people saying that they had to, they had to go, over the, <laughs> go over the tape three or four times in order to get their notes because they, they made three and four pages of notes and they, I, couldn't, I couldn't write anymore. I had cramps in my fingers. And now they have to <laughs> give their fingers a rest and go back and listen to the tape again so that they can catch the things that they didn't catch. So I, I'm encouraged by that. I, I, I love it when people write and say those kinds of things. So um, I think we've given a little tutorial today on energy. I hope it helped a lot of people. And I'd just like to take a few minutes to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be able to do this. And uh, the first thing is uh, Southern Trust Financial. And uh, that's my friend Mark Wolf. And, and he's a really uh, strong supporter of natural medicine and preventative medicine. And he's good for his clients that way. And so he's a conscientious uh, uh, investor. And so anybody that wants to have somebody working with them and for them that really uh, practices what they preach in terms of, of doing things naturally and, and making sure that they're, they're, they're doing all the scientific examinations they can, not just on their, on their financial status, but also on their health status. Southern uh, Trust Financial is the company I would, I would recommend. The second company is Paddock Pools, and that's my friend Don Baker. Uh, Don Baker has a pool company 
that makes this vacuum extractor. And the vacuum extractor actually is able to take out about 95% of the chlorine gas that accumulates uh, on the surface of the, of the water because of the chlorine in the water, but also because of the bodily fluids that mix with it to make this gas that is very dangerous, which depletes uh, zinc, which depletes CoQ10, which depletes vitamin D3. And so there's lots of things that are helpful by having a pool that has this vacuum extractor on it. So that's Paddock Pools in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And uh, another company is DHA Labs. DHA Labs, and my, my, my contact there is Daniel Hansen, and, and that company has been working for a long time, 50, 60 years, on having advanced blood, urine, and genetic testing. And I say advanced because the sooner you can find something going on in your cells, the, the better probability there is that you're going to be able to address that before it becomes a chronic illness. And so I've developed about six tests now that I have on the DHA website. And you can go into my website and take a look at them, drcharlesbenz.com. But it'll give you access to all the DHA uh, lab tests. And you can go in and find out if there's something in there that you need as an individual or company. DHA Labs is, is really a good company for advanced cellular testing. And the final company is my friend Rod Maxim and MPB Health. MPB Health is a medical cost sharing company. And this is important these days because health insurance is going through the roof, double digits some, some years. And with his program of prevention and, and wellness, um, he's able to, to offer individuals and groups uh, a reduction in healthcare expenses of 30 to 50%. So it's kind of like insurance, but instead of paying ahead of time and then thinking, okay, I, if I use it, it's a benefit, they, they charge on the basis of how much illness actually is incurred by the people who are in the medical cost sharing program. So MPB Health, you can go online and look at the videos and they'll explain everything to you if that looks like it's a good fit uh, and you want to cut your cost but not the quality of your care and service, then MPB Health is the way to go. So those are our sponsors for today and we thank them very much for being supportive of us and we thank our listeners for also being supportive of us without you. We wouldn't have a program. And without Aubrey, I wouldn't have a program either. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now.